Hello and welcome to the On The Nod Pod. I'm your host, Will Rooney, and today I am joined by our tipsters, Paul Martin and Josh Brady. Evening, lads. How are we? Hello, hello. And we also have a new tipster joining us today, making his debut all the way across the RSC. It is Darren Butler. Darren, thanks very much for, uh, for coming on with us. You're welcome. Looking forward to it. Brilliant. Uh, just get to know you a little bit like we've spoke to our previous guests about and our previous tipsters. So to add a little bit about you, what's your uh, favourite horse so present that you've watched through? Oh, what's my favourite horse? Um, oh God, that's a good, that's that's a really good, uh, really good question. Um, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, I tell you one horse I did love last, uh, last couple of seasons was St. Calvados. Hmm. Um, didn't didn't pull up any trees, but uh, I just I've I seen her on a course a couple of times, and I just thought it was a, a, a beautiful horse in the in the ring and that. Uh, I don't I don't I don't tip horses by how they look because they never win. <laughs> no, definitely not. It's nice to wear a another uh, left field one rather than your Corso stars or Demons or that. Well, we'll get on to the action then, lads, of the past week. And one horse that did pull up a few trees was Evertons in the fight with Fifth at Newcastle on a return after winning the, the champion hurdle. Paul, we'll come to you first. I mean, what was that drift all about on the exchange, first of all? Because <laughs> anyone has backed it earlier in the week, they must have been they must have been frightened that it was going to get turned over, mustn't they? It was crazy words. Say I made it look foolish now, but I, there was absolutely no logic behind you couldn't think of anything behind it but the one thing you'd say when a Henderson horse drifts on the exchanges as you see you're normally heading for Skid Row uh, but now she made it started solid didn't it the uh, solidify back on Friday Saturday so it was more than midweek but yeah it's, I say there would have been a few uh, nervous punters but they never had a sweat did they come the off uh, she's absolutely electric uh, so we touched on the Mercer I think uh, last week and uh, she made a mockery of that and Say looking at it there, six to four for the champion hurdle. It's say looking at the field there, it's there's absolutely not on that. I can't say Roy would have to start now to beat her. Uh, six to four, say not an anti, couldn't play an anti post now, but there's absolutely not in that field to challenge. Absolutely electric. Josh O'Reilly's a good yardstick, isn't it? But she absolutely pulled it to the sword. I mean, it was never in doubt coming up the home street. No, it, it was it started off with Ventil, didn't it? The race and then. Um, it, it just pretty much just turns into a procession, really, didn't it? Um, especially with all the early drama. And then after that, wasn't phased, just sat behind. And then the, the jockey just went, go on, show us what you can do. And it just turns into a procession. Yeah, it was just a change of gears. It was like a flat horse literally loomed up alongside and, say, Coleman pressed the button and away she went without ever getting serious at any point. Highly, highly impressive. So, some uh, we all know how good she is, but at six to four, Darren, you wouldn't be backing her for the champion hurdle now, would you? Um, I probably wouldn't now at six to four because I think on the day, unless uh, you know, we, we've we've got to expect something to come out and at least uh, look look half decent between now and March. And I think six to four is very very tight. I think uh, you know, I, I'd imagine on the day, I couldn't see her getting too much. Uh, you know, she's not going to win anything easier uh, than she has done. So I don't think she's going to be any more impressive than we've seen. So I would definitely would be holding off at six to four. You'd be looking for a bit of value, maybe each way or that. But uh, it's hard to see anything at the moment uh, stopping her. That That's for sure. But I just feel that she may she may just be a, 
in around that price or just a little shorter on the day, maybe the bookies will go uh, offer out. Yeah, I'd be happy to do the mug double and voir Alan and Epitante at this point. So if I get a few quid at the weekend, uh, say I'll have to, I'll have my first place. Say they look home and hose, don't they? So I think you're getting the double just for them to turn up. Once yeah. they do turn up, I think it's a formality. So. Uh, if I get any uh, anything in the kitty this weekend, I might uh, I might make wade into the waters there. They'll just have a well. have a prep run between now and then, and that'll just be a little freshen up, show what it can do, and then yeah, see the children. Well, another impressive mare that won last weekend, another great one in the Hatton's Grace. A fairy house was was honeysuckle. Darren, you're on that side of the average see. It won at that two mile four intermediate distance didn't it i mean what do you think the plan will be for honeysuckle in, in the long term? um i think i think just not knowing willie mullins i mean we'd all probably love to see her take on every time in the in the champion order um but he he will probably go um he'll go probably the mares i think with her and uh you know it's hard to see anything beating her i mean she she won well um i didn't think she was overly exuberant around like that she she did she did well um she's winning you know she wins a lot of races like that um i think she could be one of them mares that could end up uh with you know a, a string of win wins but maybe never meeting anyone uh you know really grade one um i'd like to see her i mean she is in the betting for the champion hurdle in around 16 to 1 i think she's only there to make up Bucky's numbers because if you look at the champion hurdle field, the majority, you know, I think probably about four or five out of the top ten aren't even probably going to run in it. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I thought she was good. I, I mean, she is in. Um, I, I just don't. I think she's going to be one of them mares that he's going to win lots of mares races with, and uh, you know, a win is a win, and I, he just seems, you know, he has so many other top top horses as well that 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 he can afford, you know, and I suppose if you're an owner. They're quite happy to, to be winning grade ones. Exactly. Paul, Paul there was a bit of action over Fairy House on, on Sunday. We'll just touch on it. You touched on Envoy Allen. There was obviously Bally Adam and, and Zana here. I mean, Gordon Elliott's got the top three in a triumph betting. Now, what was your takeout from that from that day? Yeah, break? that triumph looks it's going to be like another cracker here. I was excited for it last year. So there was a couple of good horses, and then this year, more of the same. As you say, the three Elliott ones, I'll just separate them. He's, he's going to. Will he run? Surely he won't run all three of them. He'll try and separate them out. But it's a nice, a nice problem to have. Um, Honeysuckle, yeah, she was entitled to win. Uh, she did it okay. Run up pump. Uh, he ran on nice. He, he'd be the one to take out of that for the uh, for the stairs to have another crack at that. And with Honeysuckle, I think they made it clear they're going for the nurse. No, no questions asked. But it was I touched on it last week. Obviously, got the race wrong, but consistency was very, very impressive last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so she may give it something to think about in that mare's hurdle. Uh, so uh, she won't have it all her way if uh, if that turns up in that form. But uh, yeah. And Josh, it, anything for you from last weekend that uh, caught your eye that you've noted down? No, I do agree with the lads there. I think I think Darren hit the nail on the head, didn't he? Over Honey Suckle, it'll be a horse that wins a lot of grade ones, will it? Um, meet the likes of uh, Epitante and horses like that, maybe not. And I think it's just the way of the world now, isn't it? If Would you want to risk your horse against a potential superstar when you can go and clean up elsewhere um, exactly. and win grade ones comfortably and get the money? Um, and if you were an owner, I think you'd probably be thinking along them lines, wouldn't you? So 
yeah, it's. I, I think that unfortunately just the way the Wales will lay enemies. Maybe not this year, maybe next year, but it's, it's be interesting, won't it? That's the thing, isn't it? When a great, when a race at Cheltenham, you don't care what it is. Could be the exactly. end race. It's just be a winner at the festival. So you can see the logic. Um, just probably yeah. uh, I'm not too sure. Has he got the gears for the Supreme? Would he not be better suited by the Ballymore? That was just my. That was my take. That was Bally Adam. Oh, I was really impressed by Angolo in that race. I think I text you about the way that that stayed on. It looked like it was struggling. The uh, the third in the rich Ricky, rich Ricky colours. Yeah, like it was struggling, and then it just stayed on and on. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing that that step it up and trip. Yeah, and also just just to say, Willie Mullins in the Grade Ones, he just doesn't seem doesn't seem to have them spot on at the moment. He's he is picking up. Uh, you know, he's picking up grade twos and trees and plenty of other bumpers and that, but he just doesn't seem to be firing uh, on grade ones at the moment. So I do think something like that can be taken out of it and watched as a tracker as well, yeah. Good stuff, lads. Well, the grade one action continues thick and fast, doesn't it, this weekend? Because we're going to Sandown for the Tingle Creek Chase at 225 it is on ITV racing and we have the return of Altiori obviously missed the, the champion chase and couldn't defend his crown but Politolog took full advantage didn't he that day in March at Cheltenham uh, Granatine in it Rouge Vip as well who was very impressive in handicap at, at Cheltenham in October uh, Josh will come to you first is Altior banker material four to five or can you see him getting turned over and being a bit of a slow burner to, to be right for Cheltenham in March? No, I, I can see him winning, to be honest with you. Um, it's, I wrote down on my notes, Altior next, um, and that's probably all I've got to say, it, to be honest, I think uh, it was a political love, we'll give it a good run, but I, I just can't, I can't see it happening enough for Altior, to be honest with you, it's back at its um, best distance, isn't it? Um, so for me, yeah, it, it's Altior next. <laughs> Make it easy. Doesn't look a bad division in the uh, two miles, does it, Paul, this season? No, no, there's a couple of good starts. Um, say, look at the race here. It's, uh, say, I agree with Josh, Altior's going to win it. Uh, I think there's two shortish favourites, Altior. Seeing the race and post put it there, uh, vote out Altior or Santini. Who's the better favourites? Not even close. Altior should take this. Uh, for the forecast, I throw Rouge Viff in. Uh, Politolog, I can't fault him, but he's just one of them horses that you can never take to. Uh, Greenatine, don't think he's at this level yet. Possibly will never be at the level. Uh, so, yeah, I would go OTO in a route and Rouge Viff to uh, take them home for the place money. Darren, in terms of the artist contenders in the two-mile division, I mean, there's some good horses on in your neck of the woods, isn't there? Shaq and Porso, Shaq and Got Faka Dudere, notebook. So, yeah, it's not going to be a formality for, for Altior if he bounces back to his best this season. No, I don't think so. And I think Shakan is running on, well, he's, he's, he's entered on Sunday as well. So, it'll be interesting to see how, how he goes. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'd, be, I'd be with the boys on this. Um, I, 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 I looked into this race so much tonight, looking to try to get Altior B. And it's just. Uh, you know, you just keep coming back to, uh, you know, the only thing that's going to be LTR, be LTR if, it's, if he's not himself and he only needs to be 80% probably at, at this rate. Um, the, the others, you know, there's young horses in there that could could be half decent, but I really don't think there's a, the top grade one in there apart from him. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's uh, What I would be concerned about with that race is, uh, it, does anyone know what the ground is, plan, uh, what they're forecasting? It's 
said that there's reins in drop, but it's not going to be it's not going to be a war of attrition. Kind of, so it'll be be soft, but good to soft at the moment. What won't yeah. be what uh, won't be any it won't be a stamina test. Okay, well then he's yeah. I mean, because the likes of uh, Rouge, Fifth, uh, Harry Whitton said he'll he won't run if it goes any more than soft. Um, that horse needs good ground, he reckons. So it could cut up. But uh, yeah, I I, I I I I agree with you. I think the Irish hand this year we've we've all been uh, all the Irish bridesmaid for too long now, and I think um, you know I think Plitalog won. Uh, I don't like calling championship races weak because you've got to win them and you've got to be, you've got to mm. turn up fit and you've got to, you got to do it. And you know, he has, he had his day out and it was great to see him win. But um, I think like it'll be a stronger one this year for sure. Definitely. 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 A free votes for Altior then. Not very imaginative, but it's difficult. <laughs> to and earlier in the card, the 150 is rated Altior won on his way to grace as the novice. It was the Henry the eighth novice chase, which all six runners in it have, or are all unbeaten over fences, which makes it makes it quite unique. Um, Josh will come to you first because we've got all mankind, Hitman in there, a couple of others. Who do you like? To be honest, it's some race, isn't it? I mean, I was looking through it before, and you can make a case probably for three or four of them easily. Um, and uh, if I'm honest, it's kind of like a standout race of the day for me, to be fair, because obviously with like the likes of Altior, that's shown up, isn't it? So I'll be probably sitting down to um, this and the beaches chase, I think be my favourite Saturday. I do like All Mankind, if, if I'm being totally honest. Um, but like I said, you can make probably a case for two or three of them there, to be honest with you. But I, I just think All Mankind, the, the, the way it won last time, it, it, it one of the canters in their first time out at Warwick last time, um, over two miles. It was good ground, so it, it's probably going to be good to soft at the weekend the most. So it's not going to be too much of a change for it. Um, but but like I say, you, you've got the hitman behind it, who I think um, Paul fancies. Um, it made a bit of a blunder last time, um, and a couple of fences, but it's still won easily. So it, it's it's just probably just a case of if it's jumping holds up, it's, it's probably going to be there, isn't it? Um, and and then you've got like the Tizard number as well as well as a while and again, um, won impressively last time. It was eased last time out of Cheltenham, which you don't see many horses, uh, many poor horses, should I say, being eased. At Cheltenham on the running there uh, to win, so it was yeah. To be totally honest, you can make a case for all three of them there. To be honest, I think we're going to be a bit of value. I'll probably say as well as a while on a ten to three would stick out a little bit more. But the betting's tight, and you could wake up Saturday and that, that gets pushed into two to one. I'm looking at the moment, Pazzy Powers nine to four, um, all mankind and Hitman, and as well as a while and in behind of a ten to three. So, Darren. Stick me neck on the line as well as a while. Yeah, I am. Um, I like everyone. This is just a, a proper group one for a Saturday, in it. It's, it's mm. something to really get excited about. I, I, I really like Hitman. Um, I know you're taking a lot on kind of uh, what he done in France and and how good is that. Um, I thought you know Paul Nichols doesn't always win with uh, French horses like that. First time out, he he often hear him say. He likes to uh, introduce them to the race course, inter- introduce them to UK racing, and he does never be in any hurry to, uh, you know, to, to get them out on, and win. And like he won that day, pulling more than trees. And uh, you know, the second last fence, I mean, he, he literally took that out of the ground as well, and still stead on his feet. I, I think as a four-year-old, he could be very exciting. Um, and I, I'm nearly going for him on the basis that he won so easy on his first time out that uh, he could be well-tuned up now. 
who you say he he, uh, he like takes his time for his French horse. He didn't do that for Petit Swan, did he? In the uh, in the Coral Hurdle a couple of years ago, did he? No. That was Paul. Are you only backing the Hitman because you're a Ricky Hatton fan? <laughs> I wish um, <laughs> I just, just, just I've finished watching the video of the Pacquiao. Uh, yeah, Hatton's not my. Uh, he's not. On my... <laughs> But uh, less said, so we, we've already uh, <laughs> so let's not have Ricky Patton to the uh, to the, uh, to the libel list. Um, but yes, it, it is a hitman for me. I think he's absolutely intrigued. This, as the lad said, there, this is the race of the day for me. Absolute cracker. It, as I say, it's hitman for me. The uh, French breads. So I don't know where Nichols gets these, but he, he just seems to reel them off every season. Just finds them from France and. Say they, they come up here in an absolute machine. So I think this is another one he's got here. Uh, said on debut of Fosslas, he was uh, against the good sort, uh, Highway 102 for Chris Gordon, albeit it fell twice now. So you, you could possibly uh, argue with me on that, but I do think he was, he's not a bad yardstick. Uh, but regardless of the fall, he was, the race was over for from out. Absolutely. Uh, say Highway 102 was going hammer and tongs, and this guy was literally twisting Davis, was say at. Literally, he was stoneless on him. He had that uh, clattered, it's clattered over the second last, but other than that, I thought his jump was perfect. Economical, slick over them, didn't leave any time up in the air. Uh, he flew through them. Um, so I'm not a big expert on action, so I said, take it, take it from with a pinch of salt, but I do think he, he looks like he'll be a bit better. If there's a sound of service, he looks like he's a bit of a speed horse. So hopefully if the, the ground is stiff, they avoid most of the rain, which I think they will here. Uh, yeah, I think he can uh, take this. Uh, I think the, the, what makes the race is this GA law against all mankind. Are they going to go and take each other on? Uh, I say both of them uh, like, like it from the front, more so GA law. So say you'd have reservations if they take each other on and they uh, set it up for the closer or someone tucked in behind. Eldorado Allen... Uh, Say it done me a favour when uh, Gumball fell as I was on him at Cheltenham. Uh, without Abu Dhabi of one without the fall, I don't think so. Uh, so he'd possibly the one who would be willing to take on out of the air market principles, the top four in the betting. I'd put a line through El Dorado Allen, I'm not sold on him. Uh, but yeah, it's Hitman for me and uh, say race of the uh, day this for me. I don't often tip a horse, I'm going to tip all mankind. I think that's stiff. Test of jumping at Warwick will stand him in good step. Stand him in good step down the railway fences at Sandown. We're going to wait to then, lads. And I believe Josh, you're absolutely at pains that you're not attending when you could have had a ticket. I believe. Yeah, um, as, as I said before, my missus is doing an annual Christmas shopping trip, so it's absolutely scuppered me. So it's me and my little man. Um, I'll probably go around to my nan. She lives on Entry Lane, which is <laughs> the, the, the canal and then the race course. So I might take him up to Mellon Rose. Um, and let them, let them see the horses run across there. They love that, and then bomb it back down to me now to see the finish. But yeah, I'm absolutely gutted to be honest. What a day it is about three degrees, the sun doesn't shine all day. But what a day! Are you going to reveal the story about your your uh, your uh, bad term for the worst that you took at into a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> I come back from Mexico it was th- on the Thursday, it was 30 degrees, and decided oh, in, in good faith, I'll go to Ainsley to beat just chase day. Um, it was about three degrees the whole day. It was, but I wasn't back in work until the Wednesday and on Monday or Tuesday. It took a turn for the worst. Uh, I was ill for about two weeks after that. So it must have been a change in condition. So, yeah, last time I went to Beach of Shakespeare, it wasn't too memorable, unfortunately, due to the weather conditions, which put me off slightly. 
Uh, but yeah, I think I'll do that. I'm going to run down to Melon Rose and things. Let's watch them cross over the road and then I'll run down then and see the finish. Well, it'd be great. Oh, the national. This is the uh, this is the, the the highlight of the. This is the one that the seasoned entry locals uh, the, the, like the fixture list. When you look for at when do we play Manchester United? When do we play? <laughs> when's the derby? I think this is the one that the uh, the the, the uh, particularly the locals. This is the one that they always pencil in on the racing calendar. Uh, so it's it, it's always a crack at meeting, and it's, it always coincides with Sandown. So it's a great day. Oh, it flies under the radar, this meeting, doesn't it? I think it's a the sand down, exactly. No, it's an absolute cracker. It is indeed an absolute cracker, and we are over the national fences, of course. In the half one is the Beach Your Handicap Chase. Josh, a horse made famous by the evergreen Hello Bud, who's your favourite horse of all time, I believe. Are we going to have someone who can be half as good as Hello Bud in this field who can win it? Don't get me emotions going. It's, uh, I still got shivers down the spine thinking of Hello Bud clinging on 14 years of age. Sam Twister Davis getting every little bit out of it. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I absolutely love the race, to be honest with you. I think because it's over the national fences. And like I said, my nan and granddad is literally back onto the race course. So every Grand National Festival and stuff, I was there all weekend and stuff. So it, it, it gets me, uh, me blood flowing. It, it is a shame, really. Defences aren't the same, are we? And we all know that. I think over the last five years, we've seen a significant change in the fences. Obviously, for better or for worse, I think obviously if you're the casual fan and you're watching it, more horses are getting round now um, and obviously surviving. But I think from a purist point of view, the, the jumping um, the jumping and stuff, it's not as much of a test anymore, is it, unfortunately? So, But yeah, it's, it's a very good race, to be honest with you. I think it's quite a hot renewal, isn't it, to be honest, with the beaches. I mean, you could you'd give a shout for two or three horses in there. I think last year's one and two, you've got Walk in the Mill and um, Kimberly Candy as well. They're the, they're the main ones that stick out. Walk in the Mill's already has a reappearance um, at Ascot midfield, but not a bad reappearance to get them geared for this. Now, um, Kimberly Candy, it'll be, be its first appearance. So, would you back that first time? over three miles to around the national course. And, uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I do love walking the mill. Um, did they finish second this year in the virtual national? Exactly. Uh, Another 20 yards and it got up. Yeah, me, me and Ant had it. Me and Ant backed it. Um, and <laughs> we ended up getting stopped. Another 20 yards. It was finishing like a train, wasn't it, in the virtual national? So, um, yeah, I, I do fancy walking the mill, to be honest. It's it, it as a reappearance, good reappearance under his belt. It knows its way around the course. It, it was a good winner last year, so I would be back in that. Another one we'll mention maybe to Ramses Dittel as well. Uh, I, if Ant was on, he'd probably be spewing it one last time out. I think we've all backed it to the boards. Then has a bit of a bad spell and it's come out with a jump defences. I'm unsure. Of a bit of each way value as well, potentially. This year it's 14 to 1 now. Minella celebration. Won it, ain't she, last time out? Obviously on the mild May course, but it won over the same distance. Female two. Um, and it won quite easily as well. It was really impressive on the reappearance. So, to, to be honest, if it jumps, it's got a really good chance, to be fair. Um, especially how easily it won last time. So, there's a bit of value in that for me, to be honest, the 14 to 1 as well. But like I say, I will be back and walk in the mill. I absolutely love the horse. Um, and a bit of each way value as well. Manel's celebration for me. Darren, come to you next and you and solve this puzzle for us. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I have to say, I'm so jealous listening to you guys talking about being a, being at the beaches because for me, for me, this meet this meeting and this race is really what gets the whole Christmas racing calendar going for me. I just, you know, the nationals always been special, so to see them going around 
you know, before before uh, April and that is just like I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I think I, I think it's interesting that only one horse in the last ten years has won uh, carrying over eleven stone, and that was Black Lion, who could have carried twelve and a half stone probably in one uh, that year. Um, so you know, I'm looking at that and thinking, you know. Uh, you know, it's still a diff- it's, it's still a tough tough race to win uh, with a high weight. Um, I like Kustar Savilla, Savola, uh, very low weight. I mean, we're talking about ten four here, um, and you know, it won the ultimate handicap in Cheltenham. Now I know it's been on and off the course and that, but it won that race, um, and it's now carrying five pounds lower in in this handicap. So I really like it. I really like it, um, and I. Don't I didn't see what price it was this evening. Now I know oh, the it, is it? Yeah, yeah. I it, it was bigger during the week. I didn't even do it to be honest with you. Um, but I I really like it. Uh, from the others, I think uh, again the Cliff Horse Ramsey. I've I've you know every time he wins, I miss him. Every time he loses, I back him. Join the club. Um, you're in the right. You're in the right place. <laughs> yeah. So and I'm just thinking eleven six on his back, and I'm not sure defenses. Um, I know he only had one go at the national, and he pulled up. And I, you can't, you can't uh, fault any horse for doing that. But I just be, I just wouldn't be sure of him uh, getting around. Um, maybe in his own time and walking the mill. Obviously, the fact that he's had his warm up and look looks laid out for it again. Um, and uh, one one that I would take a good eye on without backing is Jet Jesse Harrington's horse. Mm-hmm. I I actually feel like this is a warm up for the Grand National. Um, I'd be very interested in how how it runs and how it jumps, because I've I've a feeling they could be lining up for for a run uh, in, in the national. So I certainly wouldn't be backing it because if that if that's what they're at, they're certainly not going to want to win. Mm. Even though it's a good yeah. pot, um, you know it is a good pot to win. But um, I think Jesse now, you know, every year you wonder, is this the last year? Will she retire soon or whatever? And I just think a national win would be, you know, special. So I just, I just would be interested. And it would be something I would take out of how well it goes tomorrow, and maybe then have a look anti-post for next year. Definitely one worth noting down. A very uh, good spot from yourself. And Paul, who do you think will be passing the win and post first? How fast the win and post from your house? About a quarter of a mile, would you say, from your back garden? Yeah, it's just kind of got off the back way and uh, yeah, it's nearly so. Yeah, about two hundred meter, I would say. Uh, literally stones throw away. It's, that that might be my plan for Saturday. Uh, get get a get a ladder out and uh, get a pair <laughs> of and uh, save myself a few quid. I'm just watching from uh, the garden. The weather dependence, of course. Um, in regards to the race, um, as like Josh said, I was looking at Minella celebration myself. Uh, loves it here. It's a very good strike rate at the course. Um, my one concern: it's up twelve pounds from that route in October. And uh, we are asking a 10-year-old here to buy a career high mark. Mm. Uh, so that would slightly put the moppers on that for me, but again, wouldn't rule it out. Uh, guess same with Walk in the Mill. He's going to run his race. He'll be there or thereabouts, but single figures, I'm not going to take that. Um, it's a clean sweep for fancy for Ramsey de Talis. Um, I say him in your line, he had a ding-dong at Cheltenham, pair of them pull 35 lengths clear of a useful field. And nobody was getting that weight that day, so you could argue that the weight is what won him, but he gets the weight here again. Uh, so I think they hold that again. Uh, but whether or not he'll, the other one thing I'd say about his entry run last time, the, the reins did snap, uh, so screwed them all, had no chance. 
when it had to go at the national shelf, I wouldn't pay too much attention to that. That wouldn't bother me. Uh, so he would be my uh, it's NB in the race, my next best. But the one that came down on for me main bet is uh, give me a copper for Nichols. Um, so it's, it has been a bit of a hype horse. It was all that I think it was the ultimate in 2019. It was like it was the talking horse for that. Backed in all throughout the winter. It uh, drifted on the day. Uh, so it went off about nine cents to one, but uh, it was about six five to one at one point for it. Uh, fell, never ran its race, so that was a gamble stuff. Uh, but to be, it's literally it's, it's a ten year old. It, it's had eleven races, so as ridiculous as it sounds, I don't know if there's actually if there is scope for improvement. If Nichols can dig something out of him despite it being ten, um, he hasn't been seen since December last year. He's had a wind the hour wind up uh, to get his breathing right. And he comes straight into here. Uh, I think we're going to avoid the the, uh, the the majority of the rain, so it, it shouldn't be uh, too heavy for him because I don't think he wants it too uh, heavy. So get it soft, goodish ground will be okay for him. Uh, Ten to one, Sam Twist and Davis up. I think it's another Saturday prime time winner for Nichols. Bullish call that. And in the two forty at lane two, we have that many clouds chasing a great two affair over three miles and one furlong, and this has been a fantastic race since it was brought into the cards hasn't it because you always seem to have a small field but a, a field of quality and that's what we have again here last year's uh last season's gold cup second santini 2018 when a native river froze on so impressed with it at cheltenham in october and is now going to go for the for the gold cup darren will go to you first on this one who would you be backing um, I, I'd be back in Frodon if I'm having a bet in it, but I think it's a great race just to sit and enjoy. Um, definitely. I, I, I'll definitely go with Frodon on the basis of the run under the belt and the fitness. Um, I have a feeling Frodon this side of Christmas could be a good horse to follow and Santini could easily be the one then uh, going forward. Uh, definitely. But um, yeah, it'd be, great. it'd be interesting to see Nate River. Wouldn't it be lovely to see him come back to his best and and put up a good show as well but um i think it'd be a really good race uh you know you, you just wonder who's going to take it on will it be set up um but i you know i think santini obviously looks the quality horse um but just you know first time out cheltenham i know they're they're probably you know they're thinking cheltenham with them all you know including frodon but there's a lot of big races possibly to be won with frodon before the championships races all begin i think Paul, I think we were only laughing the other day how easy Native River won this race last year when it, uh, Mike Fife fell and it was uh, given an easy lead. There's a black court and it just absolutely cruised home, didn't it? It was a race course gallop. We were saying where it was literally, it was, a, it was a 10 to 11 shot. Mike Fife was six to seven. It was literally the easiest, almost double your money. <laughs> and then even with Mike Fife still going, and then the, the cherry on the ice cake is when, well, it's not a good thing because you'd never want a horse before, but. If it's you know what I mean, it made its task easier, and then you he was you're walking to the payout window for a circuit through. All you have to do was get over. Um, so yes, yeah, be, be surprised if we get one of them for a long time, another uh, jail case like that. Uh, the race, I echo what Darren said, I won't be having a bet on it myself. It's an absolute cracker of a race. I uh, love watching Native River the way Dicky throws him the fences, joy to behold. Um, Frodon is so with Frodon being in this, but uh, both prominent races, so it just makes me wonder will they set it up for Santini to uh, to pick them off if they were uh, if they went hard in front, Frodon and Native River. Uh, so if Santini's won every season, first time out, so fitness wouldn't worry me. Uh, so 
I say no bets, five to four Santini. If, if, if I had to have a gun to it, I'd probably take the five to four, but I'm just looking forward to this race. Uh, say it's absolute cracker. You can run it ten times and the three of them wanted to win it four times and the other two win it three. So mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, it's one to watch there, there for, for me. Josh, you'll be having a bet in this. I'll pop you know what I think someone might have alluded to before. Um, I, I might just do the Santini LT or double to be honest with you. It's five to four. It's it might it might go off at evens or just touch on 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 the day. Um, I do like Native River, but it, every time I, I don't know a team to get to that big race. It kind of just lets me down to be honest with you. I think we, we mentioned the other day that the importance of losing two there. It was just a race course gallop last time, wasn't it? So it wasn't really much of a race. Um, Santini second in the Gold Cup, I think, stands out. Like Paul says, we've got to give a mention to Frozen, haven't we? It, it, it's just it's always there, regardless. It's always there. It will always run its race and give you the good race. But I, I honestly think Santini's just going to have too much for them. Um, so I'll probably just double that up without you all, I'm going to be honest. But sure, what a race, sure. again, do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a cracking race to keep an eye out on. Because like I say, it's kind of, it'll plot the course for the rest of the season and more than you potentially looking at the Gold Cup winner. So... Throw if it's throw down just seems to be that knocking on the door of an A lister, but he, he just can't. But he, Joe, he's he's like a very good. He's like a B plus A man. He's just yeah. He's not on the top Joe. That he always. It's hard to explain. He, he's very, Bristol to my. Yeah, uh, maybe so yeah, good comparison. I, I, I wouldn't even put it in. He's. He's. It's a very. Isn't it? I couldn't imagine. It's just it's it's hard. He's, it's hard to explain. What he's a very very good horse, but is he against these two? It's yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think he's just a little tiny bit off these. But imagine you like Spurs a bit, and the football are always there, but you just never really do anything. They just, just fade away at the last hurdle. So we'll be talking January. When we're <laughs> <laughs> if listeners are aware Josh is a big Marine fan and Paul claims to be a, a huge Tottenham Hotspur fan um, he's had more teams in his lifetime than I've had hot meals so <laughs> Huddersfield, Crystal Palace are just a couple that's Saturday done lads we'll go on to Sunday uh, we've got actually from- I just, sorry, I, go I've on. just got one for Saturday sorry go on go on what's yeah. yours it's, uh, it's in it is arranged it's in the list of Mayor's Hurdle it's scholastic for uh, Joseph O'Brien. Uh, again, I'm a sucker for an Irish Raider coming over. Uh, he's four to one. He goes against uh, the favourite in there is Megan, thirteen to eight. Um, but this one here, he's being behind. But we touched on the child briefly. Uh, don't get me wrong; she couldn't lay a glove on them, but she was in that company uh, behind Duffelcoat, and then the favourites can't pronounce the name for Elliot. Uh, so she's been in that uh, beating ten lengths, busted in them uh, races. Uh, but the kicker for me, there's actually a listed race uh, for Mayors of Punchestown on the Sunday, and it's that's over two two mile three. This is over two two, so it's not a, say there's hardly any difference in it. So it just and I, I would argue the listed race of Punchestown is more competitive than this. Mm. But I just thought it was interesting why Joseph sends it, you know, comes here when he could arguably he has a good chance if he ran it on the Sunday in Ireland closer to home. So I just thought that was very interesting uh, that he comes over here to try and get some black type with her. Uh, I think you can take the favourite on. So four to one, Skolastica is there. Uh, I'll be having a few quid on that come Saturday. 
definitely would agree that's a, a superb spot that Paul uh, I, I won't be rude then lads have you got anything else on Saturday or shall we move on to Sunday no Sunday I'm happy yeah Sunday well, Sunday, we've got action from Huntington and Punchestown again on ITV Racing. And the first race we'll start with is the Peterborough Chase at Huntington, which is their race of the season, really, isn't it? We haven't got decks just yet, but it looks like it's going to be a decent field. Um, Josh, I'm going to ask you a question first. How many times do you think Top Notch will be described as Little Top Notch? Little Top Notch. It, it, oh, it, it was like when Frank Lampard took over Derby, wasn't it? <laughs> Lampard's Derby County. Um, so it, it, it's similar to that. I think every time it's mentioned, you've got to get little in front of it. <laughs> the parade ring, oh, it's little at all these horses at the fence. Oh, it's little at these fences. So, yeah, it's absolutely spot on. I don't think we'll ever see the end of it. Do you think Little Top Notch can do it? You know what? I, love, I absolutely love that horse, to be honest. I got, <laughs> got onto it a few years ago. It is in my tracker. Um, it, it, it went off, the, went it disappeared for a while, didn't it, to be honest with you? Um, I mean, its last run was January, and then it, it hasn't been seen since then. So it's been off the track nearly a year. Um, I, do you know what? I, I do love the horse. If I remember correctly as well, I think it has um, a run around this time last year as well. Will it win? It, it's got a very good chance, to be honest. If, if we're looking at the fields, a couple of other decent horses in there. Um, I like simply the bets as well. I think for Harry Whitigan, 12 to 1. I'm not in a it's it was six last time I was at Cheltenham, but a, a good reappearance one, and I do like the horse. So I think if we're going to go for a little bit of value, I'd simply the bets. I think it's around 12 or 14 is the one at the moment, but got quite a good few horses in there. I mean, we've got Henry's famous horse, Al Dancers, in there. You've got Mr. Fisher, so you've got it, it, it's a really good renewal, to be honest. But I think I'd be looking for a bit of value. Was it back top notch first time I was at that price? Decent one, not, not particularly. I think I look for a bit of value and simply the bets. Dan, it looks like a couple of the Paddy Power runners who finished down the field are going to be in this affair, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it looks a really good race. I love the idea of Nutswell being in there, with, with, you know, trainer Anne Hamilton. Like, you know, it's got five out of six wins on the trot. You just love to see uh, trainers like that get getting a good horse. I like, uh, actually, this would be probably one of my bets of the weekend is uh, Paul Nichols' uh, Dulles. If I'm pronouncing it correctly, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's only seven year old and it's it's actually going. I from what I can see, it's the first time it's going over two miles on uh, Sunday, and I'd be very interested uh, to see how Rouge Biff goes the day before, mm-hmm. because uh, Dallas was finishing nowhere near it, uh, you know, but it was it was definitely finishing. On uh, strongly until I made a mistake at the, I think it was the second last, and I took a bit of wind out of him. But I would certainly be very interested in uh, how uh, Real Drift goes, and and then see uh, maybe invest a little on Dallas. I think and Nichols is going really well. He's a twenty five percent strike rate for the last two weeks, which you know is exceptional, and uh, we know he can he, he can pick one out for for the big races like this. Um, I, I I think you know top notch. Definitely, you know, uh, pro- probably is the one to beat. But um, I will come down on Dallas uh, just on, on 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 the basis that he did look like he was uh, staying on, and uh, the extra. Uh, I think it's is a two mile three on Sunday. I think it is. Yeah, two mile three. Yeah, just over. Yeah, two I miles. just think I think the extra three furlongs could, uh, you know, um, 
you know, he's seven year old and he's only going over two miles for the first time on Sunday. So uh, I'd be very interested in seeing how he does. Dallas for dad and he's for Paul. It's a not much of a chance to look uh, strongly at Sunday. Uh, I would say if there's one improver in the field, it'll be uh, Vinicius uh, Fanny and Destival. Uh, I had no chance of the winner, Magic Saint, at the uh, last time out. Uh, looking at it, uh, top notch, happy to take. Seems to be, I can't believe it's only nine, seems to have been around forever. Um, remember, remember that triumph with Peace and Cohen? What was the other McManus horse? And it looks it looked like a crack and renewal, and it just turns out to be woeful, didn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it went off the one in, so it's about to bounce back the last two seasons. It's, it's, it's just a nice horse, but it's, it couldn't have it here. Um, no, the real strong opinion. I'll literally this is a little blind art on Fanny and Destavals. I just hope if there's one improver in there, it's going up in strip. Not the greatest price as well, five to one. But so if I've got any money left over from Saturday, I'll, uh, I'll have a few quid on there if uh, if it stays at that. That's if it's got if it's said no jockey to play for it, yes, so it's but it has been nibbled in, so it looks like it is going uh, so. No strong opinion, tentative Fanny and Destreville. Fanny and Destreville. Hargan was the other horse in that, um, in that triumph hill that looked so strong at the time, but it was poor. And we've also got the John Dakin over in Punch's Town in the 140. Darren, given it it's your neck of the woods, you can go first on this one. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the declarations, you know, we were talking about the race of the day on Saturday. This could be the race of the weekend if they all turn up. You, you, yeah, kind of, you know, it doesn't always this early in the season work out that way. But um, yeah, I, 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 I just can't wait to see it. Uh, I think Shaq Amphersoir will be uh, probably the, the winner if he turns up. Um, but even looking at the likes of Sam Crow, just like, you know, just to see him back on the track and 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 uh, racing at this quality level is is just brilliant. I, I love that horse, but. Uh, Again, he, he, is he a talking horse? Is he a champion? I'm not quite sure. I think Shaq on and Battle Over Dion would be the two for me in that race. Um, and maybe just keep an eye on Sam Crow because if he's not up to this level, uh, it'd be interesting to see what Gordon Elliott does with him because you just wouldn't know where, where he'll turn up um, and what, what races he will turn up in as well. Min, the Ryanair winners, the current 15 to 8 favourite, Paul, is that? value given that he's a grade one winner at Cheltenham or do you be thinking Willie Mullins has got bigger days ahead for him? Yeah, to go with the latter day, say that this won't be the end game here. It, I don't think Chaka I was looking at this race before. Paddy Power had Chaka and Pussoir at 20s in the Burton so it's uh, obviously I don't think he's going based on that. Okay, yeah. Um, he, he would have been, as you said, I totally agree, would have been my place but yeah, literally checked 20, 25 minutes ago when he was 20 to 1 so uh, yeah, mustn't be going there but if he was if they've got the price wrong uh, trading error then obviously I'd re-look at it but I like the other one you mentioned Battle Over Doyen I uh, thought he was really impressive uh, last time out he was uh, up against Sam Crow easy game I think he was strong in the bet he was literally about 8 7 to 1 possibly and then he was getting nibbled in all day and a little plunge before the off and uh, yeah, he was absolutely uh, awesome on that day uh, going up again another gear here in say this is this is the race of the weekend for me really looking forward to it uh, Chris's dream he's again he's we were talking about Frodon if he was ever going to win a group one I think it was that one last time out where he had to win uh, it's a nice horse but 
he, he just finds one too good each time. Uh, Alahos is interesting, and I, th- I, th- I think that Rishberg's intriguing for Joseph. Uh, be uh, nice to see that go. He was pretty fan- well fancy for the Arsenal and hasn't been seen for a while. Uh, but yeah, battle over Doyen, run under this belt, beat easy game in San Crow last time. I think, don't get me wrong, Sam Post ripped fitter for it, but uh, there weren't any fluke about it. Uh, battle over Doyen for me, and an uh, absolute cracker of an uh, John Durkin. Couldn't agree more. And Josh, anything to add on that? No, I actually give the lads a battle over Doyen. I think the hatchet on that one, so. Yeah. Good stuff. We'll we'll wrap it up, lads, by getting a nap from each of you to make it tricky for listeners over the weekend. And Darren, seeing as it's your debut on the podcast, you can go first. The floor is yours to pick any horse across the weekend. No pressure. Um, I'm going to stick with Dallas and on Sunday in the Peterborough. Dallas in the Peterborough. Uh, who are we going to go first with? Uh, Josh, we'll come to you, given that you... Absolutely love this weekend's race and usually. Yes. We're talking a nap here. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, Santini, five to four. That's and Paul? Yeah, I'll uh, go with that spotter, seeing the range street, uh, Scholastic for Joseph O'Brien in the list of mares. Uh, so, so I can't, can't get away from the fact there was literally a race next door for him in the uh, in Punchestown on the Sunday over a similar distance. So, uh, with it coming over to Aintree, uh, can't get away from that. I'll take that a four to one. Brilliant stuff, lads. Well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, thanks very much again for listening to the On The Knob pod. If you're having a bet this weekend, make sure you gamble responsibly and make sure you're 18 plus. Join us next time.